This is the Final Whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. Final score, Aldershot Town 3, Wrexham 4. Oh, the cut and flow, the ebb and thrust. That was insane, as usual. Yeah, we, we, we should be getting used to this sort of mad stuff. Wrexham getting a 96th minute winner to win the game essentially for the third time against a side who showed real guts and heart in refusing to accept defeat. Yeah, it's just a usual day at the office for Wrexham, isn't it, really? And another dramatic top-of-the-table day where at one point we're winning and Notts County are drawing quite late on and you're thinking we're going to take a decisive advantage and then all of a sudden they're winning and we're drawing and you think we're going to drop four points to them in a week and it all ends up exactly the same as was at the start. Whew, tiring stuff. Two changes in the Wrexham side. James Jones came in for Andy Cameron. Max Cleworth came in for Harry Lennon. Then also on the bench, ahead of schedule it would seem, was Jordan Tunnicliffe. Recovered from the injury he got against Sheffield United and that bench would become rather significant as the game wore on. Wrexham, well, I mean, if you listen to Phil Parkinson's post-match interview, he, he gets it in a nutshell. In the first half especially, Wrexham played some of the best football we played of the season. There was some excellent work. There was really good control of possession. It was superb to watch. But all the shot just kept coming back again and again and again. As I said in the commentary, it's like that bloke with the moustache in uh, Sleeping with the Enemy. Julia Roberts keeps thinking she's killed him. But she hasn't. He keeps coming back from the dead. It's insane. All the shot are a bit like that. They look beaten. They came back. They looked beaten again. They came back. So Wrexham took the lead in the seventh minute. Nice move ending of Lee hitting a shot, which was on target. And Jordan dived and blocked it with his right arm. Penalty given straight away. No real arguments about that, I don't think. The question was whether it was a red card as well. The shot was certainly on target. And as Mike the Ref, our regular commentary correspondent, pointed out, it's got to be the denial of a clear goal-scoring opportunity. Trouble is with these, what is a clear goal-scoring opportunity? Well, uh, Lee's hit a shot which is definitely on target. Well, a shot on target, I would argue, is a goal-scoring opportunity. But on the other hand, you know, the keeper was already in the process of diving and may well have saved it. I don't know. I feel like it would be harsh to send him off. The ref gave him a yellow anyway. Mullins stepped up and drilled it to the right-hand side. And Ashby Hammond, the goalkeeper, got down not quite quickly enough. He got a hand to it, but could only push it into the ground. The power of the strike forced it into the net, and Wrexham had an early lead. To be fair to Aldershot, who had barely seen the ball in the first seven minutes, they responded excellently with a long spell of pressure straight from the kickoff, which ended in a near thing, a Malazar, who was Aldershot's best player, a constant attacking threat, breaking down the right-hand side, got a cross in, which I thought Mendy could have done a bit better with. He got his hands behind his back, put him a bit off balance, and just sort of waved a leg at it, and it was a cross in for Hutchinson, dangerous striker, who had a flick header eight yards out, a cross goal, and just wide of the far post. But... Wrexham got straight back onto the front foot and it was a pleasure to watch a lot of Wrexham's football one lengthy spell of pressure from a corner ended with James Jones ripping in a cross defender jumped but misjudged it and flicked it onto the far post where Toza cushioned a volley across goal to the far post Cleworth jumping up did really well to get on over his man but from six yards out his downwards header was too straight and the keeper saved it Cleworth did well to win it and it was safe hands by the keeper 
five minutes later an absolutely glorious move I mean honestly it was fabulous one two touch from the back Wrexham exactly what Wrexham were looking to do moving it around the back Aldershot were committing men forwards into the press something which worked well for them sometimes but if Wrexham outmaneuvered it we looked great and we moved it around at the back patiently chose the right moment to start accelerating the move and then it was swift one two touch passing Jones and Lee at the centre of it Lee working a delightful one two in a tight area around the D and then playing a perfect little ball to Palmer who turned and hit it from the edge of the box but Cordner got touched tight and was able to block it and ricocheted away Ford actually was unmarked in the box on the right hand side if Palmer had chosen to play him in might have been a better option but to be fair when you've had a good ball right on the edge of the box you have a go don't you if you're a striker Aldershot though did try and fight back they had a goal disallowed which they didn't really complain about because the ball that had gone over the line for a goal kick I've got to say looking at the replays look the closest decision and within a minute they were 2-0 down and again looked done and dusted a lovely goal again this with Palmer picking the ball up in midfield spreading it over to the right hand side Ford driving in a terrific ball I'm sorry with Palmer flicked onto Lee Lee out to the right hand side Ford punching a great ball into the goal mouth and Mullen arriving at the far post to finish with a terrific controlled flat half volley really rocketed into the net you look at the build-up of it Mullen is wide on the left deliberately to evade detection so as the build the move builds up he's out on the flank and the defense aren't thinking about him they're all watching the ball and then he sprints in and he's completely unmarked it's brilliant play so Wrexham halfway through the first half two up looking really in control but Aldershot who until that point you know like I said I think had played admirably but looked like they were going to be outgunned suddenly hit back half an hour in disappointing defending again a lot came down Wrexham's left-hand side in the first half Malivar again crucial this time O'Connell maybe showed them better just stopping getting the cross in and Pendlebury arrived unmarked two men unmarked in the far on the edge of the area and he drilled the ball home a shock to Wrexham but we got back on top of things and five minutes later frankly for the second time it looked like we'd put the game pretty much to bed this time James Jones doing really well driving through the middle feeding a good ball to Mullen I oh, just couldn't bring it under control one-on-one -on -one with the keeper he left the ball behind and then improvised superbly with a back heel which hit Corey Jordan and looped into the empty net <sighs> what was he intending to do was it a pass to Palmer was it an attempt to score who knows it was brilliant improvisation by Mullen and he immediately improvised the hat-trick celebration running to the crowd with three fingers up um because he knew he probably wouldn't be credited with it I would love to see him be given it but straight away it was called as an own goal by look there's no such thing as a dubious goals panel everyone bangs on about it there's no such thing the PA people at the ground well it's not even PA anymore uh, an older shot club employee, employee will have sent off uh, that it was an own goal and that'll be it so I'm afraid no hat-trick for Mullen his back heel was going off target to be fair but again Aldershot just refused to die so four minutes later and it was back to 3-2 this time a super ball over the top by Glover into the right channel Hutchinson running through one-on-one -on -one with Howard but with a very tight angle that was getting tighter and tighter all the time Howard looked to have it covered but Hutchison drilled it across him Howard seemed to just gamble a bit to cover the near post which as I argued already covered and the ball went across him and into the net and it was 3-2 
could have been 4-2 by the break. An excellent effort by Mendy. Howard drilling along clearance, which a defender couldn't deal with, skimmed off his head. Mendy found himself one-on-one -on -one with the keeper, but with a, a difficult angle. It was always running away from him. So he tried a lob from out wide on the left side of the box. A brilliant effort, which just bounced the wrong side of the far post. So Wrexham, like I said... Loads of fantastic football, lots of what have put us right up to the top at the end of the table, but hadn't finished the game off. But the inability to keep a clean sheet is starting to get a little worrying, although obviously there are extenuating circumstances with so many centre backs getting injured as well as Tom O'Connor to protect the defence. Speaking of central defensive injuries, O'Connell felt a tightness in his leg during the break, and so it was Tunnicliffe back in the squad who was back on the pitch for the second half, so more disruption at the back for Wrexham. We didn't impose ourselves in quite the same way in the second half, although again, as Phil Parkinson said post-match, we had more than enough chances to end the game. The first one came with a quick free kick out of the flank for Lee, who did well to beat his man, cut inside, drilled a nasty cross, attacked by both Palmer and Clueth, but in a scramble, Aldershot managed to get the ball away. They then came up the other end, again Almaduzar sweeping a great dipping shot from the left corner of the box which dropped just over the bar before there was another change at the back for Wrexham. Mendy coming off, I assume he was just exhausted after coming back from injury to have a very busy week and Liam McAlinden coming on with 27 minutes left. McAlinden would do really well. I often say oh, he's much more of an attacking wing back than, than an actual wing back. He's a winger or attacking player really. Well, I'll tell you what, he did extremely well. But Aldershot came back with a couple of set-piece chances. Harfield, their left-back, got a good delivery. He swept a corner in, which Partington met about 10 yards out, so a powerful header, which is on target. And McAlinden, moments after coming on, made his first crucial intervention. He was on the far post, marking a Malavar. And when the ball came under the goal mouth, the striker tried to just flick it in for the equaliser. McAlinden did well to stand strong, get a good firm touch on it, and put it over his own bar for another corner. And then Harfield again looking dangerous, sweeping in a set piece. Jordan got up well, couldn't control his head though, and it looped over the bar. However, with about half the second half left, Wrexham started, I wouldn't say to impose themselves like it did in the first half, but to carve out glorious chances. Wrexham's attacking play on the counter, absolutely superb. And this was a period where Wrexham again should have put the game to bed. Kluwer threw a really good tackle on Amaladar as he stepped out and, and read the, his touch. Fed Palmer, brilliant ball down the right-hand side by Palmer, opened up the fence and sent Mullen clear, one-on-one -on -one down the right channel. But Ashby Hammond's a good keeper, and he stood up well to block the resulting shot. From the corner, another opportunity, Young sweeping it in, Toza getting up well, but he just couldn't quite control his... A very fun tunny cliff, but he couldn't quite control his header from eight yards out. And then another big, big opportunity for Mullen to see this hat-trick. Great work again through the middle by Lee. He fed in Mullen, who was one-on-one -on -one with the keeper, who let the ball roll across him on the edge of the area, but it just bobbled as he was hitting it, and it went well over the bar. Older shot again opened up from a set piece. Young sweeping the free kick, a corner into the far post. Lee getting up, just I think mistimed his jump, unmarked about eight yards out at the far post. And as a result, it came off his head a bit too high and looped onto the roof of the net. 
And then another opportunity and a fine save by Ashby Hammond when Lee picked it up on the left-hand side, cut inside and ripped a curling shot through a crowd. It was heading for the bottom right corner. Brilliant lunging side dive at full length to save it. And Harfield just about beat Mullen to the equaliser. Mullen was getting knocked about quite a bit and he had felt some tightness before the match, but gritted his teeth and got through it. So he was replaced with five minutes left by Sam Dolby. The second key change that was made. Mullen hobbling off. Let's hope he's okay for Tuesday. And Wrexham again were creating as McAlinden uh, picked the ball up on the left-hand side and after a good pass by Lee, drilled a great ball into the goalmouth corner, just beat Dolby to it. Had a heavy touch and got away with it and was able to smash it clear. That was with three minutes left and Wrexham would pay for missing those chances because high drama at the end in the 89th minute, Aldershot equalised. It was Glover with an excellent pass from the left-hand side, sweeping it into the goal mouth. Hutchinson getting up from eight yards out, heading it down. And the unfortunate Tunnicliffe could do nothing about it. It hit his thigh. He was only about four or five yards out. And it just ricocheted into the bottom left corner. Another own goal, one for each side. And Howard's just lunge just fell short. The deflection turning an easy save into a goal. Wrexham were horrified. And there was a lot of time wasted, partly by Aldershot being cute. They made a substitution in the first of the four added minutes, which I watched on my watch, took a minute. And then after that, Minoga, the defender, had an injury as Wrexham won a corner and was treated for a good two minutes. So Wrexham were about to take the corner in the 96th minute. Minoga had to be off the pitch because he was injured. This felt like the last chance. Young whipped in a lovely delivery to the near post and Dolby leapt and made contact with a perfect glancing head. The keeper had no chance and it nestled inside the far post. Cue pandemonium and Wrexham had won it. Phew. Individual performances. I think Howard will be a little disappointed with his sack, the second goal. He was very quick off his line, though, and made one save at a striker's feet look a lot easier than it actually was because he is very fast and makes those decisions swiftly. The centre-backs, I thought Toza was good and solid. There was a bit of pressure on us, which he dealt with well, and he was looking to drive us forward with those diagonals as well. He was very ambitious, I thought, in his passing. Clueth had a, a couple of nervous moments but in the second half particularly I thought he did very well stepping up and Amalothar switched over more to that side of the pitch and he dealt with him well and then on the other side O'Connell again looked solid looks like a class player like I said well, I think he'll be a little disappointed let the ball through for the first goal um, and then was replaced by Tunnicliffe who equally was rock solid and never mind that own goal that can happen to anybody the wing-backs, again, Ford did well. Ford was getting space again, especially in the first half. That seems to happen quite a lot. There's Ford causing problems in the first half and then teams having to readjust themselves to cover him in the second. And Mendy as well had a few problems with Amalazar in the first half when he was drifting over to his part of the pitch and I think succumbed to exhaustion, I assume, after 63 minutes in midfield. Young did very well, fighting for 50-50 balls, playing in that slightly deeper position and showed some energy and was driving us forwards and was prominent in the first half, helping to move the ball on. Lee, as you'll have heard by the number of chances he created or shots he had, was, was very impressive, very threatening. And actually, funnily enough, I think his 
His killer ball was slightly less good than usual. He wasn't quite as secure in possession as usual. But the, the beauty of having a creative player like Lee is, even when he is making the odd mistake, he still does lots of things that can decide a match. And then also James Jones. In the commentary, we went for Paul Mullen for Man of the Match. Um, because Che and I... Well, Che favoured Luke Young. I favoured James Jones. Uh, Jones, I thought, was absolutely non-stop. It was terrific, the amount of hard work he put in, as always. But he carried the ball well in the first half. He passed the ball well. He teed up the chance for Mullen, which resulted in the own goal. He was involved in that beautiful move where Palmer's shot was blocked. Uh, he was, I thought he was just terrific, Jones, ever so well. And then up front... Well, we landed on Pot Mullen in the end for man of the match. He did score two goals and have a big hand in the third, and especially in the first half, he was extremely dangerous. And in the second, would have been frustrated. He had two clear sights of goal and didn't manage to cap off a hat-trick. Palmer was okay. He did all right. You've seen him impose himself more than that, but he had a good, solid game and played well in support of Mullen. And then off the bench, I say McAlinden, huge credit to him. Like I said, both Mendy and O'Connell have been disappointed uh, to have let crosses come in from the, that side of the pitch. McAlinden not only made that clearance off the lines the moment he'd come on, but also was left isolated near the end of the match and did superbly to, to make sure the cross didn't come in, the sort of thing that wasn't happening in the first half. Plus, he carried the ball forwards well. McAlinden did ever so well. Really good cameo off the bench. Dolby, oh, well, he won the game, you know. He does keep having impacts off the bench. But it wasn't just that. He just livened things up, freshened things up a bit with a fresh pair of legs. And Tunnicliffe, like I said, did fine. Can't blame him for the goal. So, we won. Two home games now to come. Back to back. It's a relentless schedule. Um, no, hang on. Three, isn't it? Chesterfield on, on the week on Tuesday. Relentless. We've got to try and get through this, this spell. We'll get a break then, a little bit of respite. And we'll need it. But we are still right up there with a great chance and the title in our own hands. This was a performance which in parts was terrific. In parts at the back was slightly worrying. Although there are the extenuating circumstances of injuries. But all in all just showed what terrific heart we've got. We've scored an injury time in three of the last four away league matches. We genuinely refuse to lose or even draw. Which is a very good attribute for a team to have. With the final score of Aldershot Town 3, Wrexham 4, I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC. This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team.